like I we're coming in hot on this one. I can't even fucking deal with that. Did that Snapchat filter just come out today? I have no idea. I'm a, I don't I'm not a, I feel like we had this discussion the other day but not on the podcast about how there's a line that we've like drawn for ourselves each individually yeah. that like signifies I'm old now. Technology doesn't go that way for me. Mm. I think for me that might be Snapchat, but you had mentioned a different app. Uh, I think I said TikTok. Oh, yeah, TikTok, yeah. So, I mean, if I'm not in Snapchat, I'm not using TikTok. Though, you know what? Back in the day, I tried to make Vine a thing, and fucking you and Dom were poo-pooing Vine, and -hmm. now all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's a cool Vine compilation fucking video. Why don't we all watch that? I've never done that. You have absolutely, maybe not brought the video up, but you partook in the video I, like, watching. I still run the video watching, but I was never like, hey guys, check out this fucking Vine compilation. Like, that's never been my thing. Okay, alright, fair enough. I mean, and it's I, not really my thing, but I mean, I did I did do it the other day. I, I used Vine, I made a few Vines, but it wasn't like... I don't think I ever, I don't know if I ever actually used Vine, but I downloaded Vine. Yeah, I had it too. I don't know. Anyways... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 141 of the Pass the Controller podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brendan, and today I'm joined by the lovely Michael Desir. And in this week's episode, we're going to talk in depth completely about Detective Pikachu, since we both saw it last night. And this is your cue to leave if you don't want the movie to be spoiled for you anyway. Not that I think it's like a movie people care too much about spoilers, but... Honestly, if... Any thought that you think is going to happen in Detective Pikachu, it it probably happened. It's not it's not pulling any fucking rugs under you. I feel like that's kind of a spoiler to say that. Yeah, whatever. Well, regardless, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go in depth here with with the old Pika P and uh, the whole gang. So if you don't want to have anything ruined for you, please exit to your left, and uh, you know we can reconvene here next week. With some non-spoilery podcast stuff. How do you... Overall, before we get into the nitty-gritty of the film, Mike... Actually, no. Let's not do that. Let's do this. Were you excited to see this film? Um, excitement's not the word I'd use. Well, well um, Okay. Expound. I don't know what the word is, but excited, no. I wasn't like, oh shit, Detective Pikachu's coming out. Oh my god. It was more like, you know, they're making a live-action Pokemon movie that, like, has money. And it seems like they want to do it right. Yeah, okay. So I respect that. I was like, alright, I'll see you. So, when, and I think you and I might share the sentiment, I think many people might actually share this sentiment, but when the movie got announced... Me, personally, was like, why the fuck are they doing this movie? After they showed the trailer, I was all on fucking board. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you share that sentiment. Uh, Probably the same. I think it was, yeah, roughly like, Detective Pikachu, that's what they're going to do. And then I was thinking about how they do it. And then they showed the trailer. I'm like, oh, all right. Interesting take. Go for it. Yeah, I think... Initially, it was a little bit of... I mean, I didn't buy or play Detective Pikachu. It was a 3DS game that came out uh, two years ago, I believe. Three years ago. Um, And it, you know, it's not a game that I was fond enough 
of to go by ultimately from what i could understand is that it was fun charming cute like pokemon lore tale but it was a very easy game so i think that part of it was what really was like man i don't need to play this because if it's just going to be like a very easy to complete game i don't know if i really care that much to to dig deep in um so I, I didn't really have a, a tie to the story of Detective Pikachu, which, obviously not playing the game, I had to look up. This isn't the same story. Okay. It's not even the same Pikachu. All right. Um, and I'm assuming none of the characters are the same because I, I think I think it might be a similar story, but it's not the same mm-hmm. people because, uh, I mean, just based off of, like, The Pikachu in the game is, like, grittier, like, sounds like an old man who smoked a lot of cigarettes. That's why people wanted Danny DeVito. Oh, well, apparently Danny DeVito, again, I I did a lot of Pokemon digging today for this movie just because there was a lot of things I didn't know about it. But apparently Danny DeVito was in consideration, so was The Rock. And one other actor, I was like, they're, like, just looking for a big gun here. I don't know if Danny DeVito's considered a big gun, but I would consider him a big gun. Yeah, I think that's fair. But they were they were apparently like, you know, looking for somebody that could some name recognition that could carry. I think I think it's partly the name recognition. I think it's also just like they clearly wanted somebody that had a very charismatic voice since it's a voice only role. Mm-hmm. Well, spoilers, it's not, but it mostly is. Yeah. Um. Pikachu does not turn into a human. Unfortunately. Would you want to see that? Now that I said it out loud, yeah, why not? Think think about what you just said, and then think about how they made this new live action Sonic look. Because he looks like he's a human in a CGI fursuit. Mm-hmm. and I'm not about that. I don't need to see Pikachu with long legs and I shoes. I have seen Pikachu with long legs. I don't even want to know how. Well, there's some crazy Smash mods, bro. Oh, I have seen that with Bayo legs. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bayoleg Peaks. That's my boy right there. So, yeah, I think I think we've kind of established that we were both in the same mindset of initially what the hell and then, you know, whatever. And then even, you know, the trailers did look good. And I will say that they kind of killed it with the marketing outside of it. And I don't know who really had the – who was really pulling the strings here. But I feel like a lot of the stuff that was Ryan Reynolds-centric, like when it was – it was like him in like in his study with his wife. Like that was a funny commercial for the movie. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the movie, but it was funny. Uh, and then um, I'm assuming you saw the leak, the the air quotes leak of the Jesus yeah. Christ. Mike Mike just showed me a picture of Long, long that, Pikachu. which is just also not Bayo Pikachu. It's just Long Leg Pikachu. Mm. I don't, is that a cardboard cutout? Like I think so. Yikes. Um. <laughs> not that. That's yeah, that's Bayo Pikachu right there. I mean, we'll talk I don't about hate it. But I'm assuming you saw the, the leak of the film that was just like an hour and a half of Pikachu dancing. Yes. It got the internet ablaze. Like, it was yeah. smart marketing. And I don't know who was behind it. I feel like it's a Ryan Reynolds thing. I feel like that's like him up to his shenanigans. It definitely plays to his strengths. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, they, they did some clever stuff to get, I think, people 
because even like like Todd has no ties to Pokemon, but even he was saying like I'm kind of intrigued by this movie, and I think that's what they need. They need people who don't really maybe don't care. I mean, it's clearly a kids film. Like yes. we're not like like it's 100% this is a movie for children, and that's another reason why going into it I was kind of like eh. I mean, I'm gonna enjoy parts of it probably because it's Pokemon and I like Pokemon and you know whatever. I. I watch other things that are also geared towards kids. Um, usually the good stuff is the stuff that also can, like, cater to adults adults within the humor or whatever, underlying things. Um, so I, w- I wasn't really sure what to expect going into the film last night, simply because it's like, I mean, I can't imagine them to be too risky because it's the Pokemon Company, it's Nintendo, it's a humongous global international, like, behemoth of a intellectual property right. like i can't imagine them to to take too many risks especially with pikachu you know what i mean and it's also the first of these live action films because the sequel is to this is already apparently yeah, being written um they yeah there's a, already a screenwriter slash director like assigned to it yeah. um so clearly it must have like pre-tested well but it also released in japan last week Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it was a wide release or just like a premiere. It might have just been a premiere. Um, but I I didn't imagine them to take many risks. But, I mean, you can speak for yourself. But I thought there was a lot of humor in there and references to, like, you know, drugs and sex that I was not expecting to be there. Yeah, it was a, there was a touch more. It was definitely more PG than G. Yeah, for sure. I know that there was an interview uh, with Ryan Reynolds where he did say that he he filmed so many outtakes that there is like a rated like there basically could be a rated R version of the movie too. Yeah, which sucks because I can't imagine a world where there would be a Blu-ray with those special features. Unfortunately, oh yeah, that's definitely not a thing. But how badly I would want to see that. On it, and I don't think you could get away with like just ad libbing some of the things he might have said online. I feel like someone would strike him down with like laws. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's unfortunate because I feel like there's probably some gold in there, and it's just going to be locked away forever in a Warner Brothers vault or the Nintendo vault or wherever it goes. Um, but let's let's kind of dive into the movie itself. So we'll we'll. You know, kind of just cover the basis of the overall plot of this film. You know, it's you got Tim Goodman is mm-hmm. a is a I believe it's supposed to be a twenty one year old guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they, in the beginning of the movie do they say where he lives. They don't say where he lives, right? Did anything happen before I showed up? Oh, uh, well, no, you were there for when they were trying to catch a cue. Yeah, because the so. You missed, like, the first, like, minute of the film. And the first minute of the film is a scene that they replay in the film more than once. It's just Mewtwo breaks out of that thing. And you we think at the time that he's the one that... Mewtwo's the one that blows the car up. Yeah. When we find out later it's not. Um, so it's literally just that scene. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the field where, where you were there. Okay. So I don't... I know that reference... They at least reference Kanto one time in the film. Yeah. I, but I don't think that's where he's from. Yeah, I don't remember. 
So that that part's irrelevant. He's somewhere else. The bulk of the movie, most pretty much the entire movie, takes place in Rhyme City, which I don't know if that's the city that Detective Pikachu the game takes place in. I'm not mm. I'm not aware. Um, but basically, uh, Tim finds out that his dad passed away. He was a he was a policeman. Was not a, just passed away, murdered. Did they say that? Well, I mean, I think it was implied. Okay. Con- considering that the police uh, lieutenant played by an actor whose name I did remember up until uh, just Wa- Watanabe? Watanabe? Yeah. Watanabe? I don't know how to say his Watanabe. last name. Watanabe. Watanabe? I forget sure. what his last first name is. Uh, but anyway, he's like, hey, listen. It is him. It, it's yeah. that actor. I just don't know what his first name is. Yeah. And he's like, hey, listen, I've got this video. This is what happened to your dad. And, like, that is not, that is definitely, like, murder. Yeah. That's a, that's a murder video. Um, so basically, the movie opens up, finds out his dad's dead. They go to Rhyme City to, well, he goes to Rhyme City to kind of figure out what, what the deal is. He, he goes to Rhyme City to tie up affairs. Ken. Ken Watanabe. I, well, we should have gotten that. Um, so they go there. He's figuring out what's going on, goes to his dad's place. You know, it, basically, Rhyme City is. I, I did like. I think the film. Again, like, this is a film that's, I feel like, trying to do a lot of things, but doesn't overdo that fact that it has to do that. Because to people like me and you who are familiar with Pokemon, there's a lot of stuff that they don't need to explain to us, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're someone who's not super familiar with Pokemon, or you're some, like, an adult that's bringing a child that is, and, you know, in order for that adult to understand more of the film there has to be some sort of exposition or setup to the world that these things exist in. And uh, I think the movie does some good, like quick, quick ways of establishing some of the rules of like the Pokemon world where, you know, the movie opens up with the Mewtwo scene. So clearly like these are very powerful things that can kill people. Like they have immense power. Then cut to them trying to catch a Cubone. So it's like, clearly there's like, all different types of Pokemon that are, you know, varying size, strength, weakness, whatever, and there's some sort of desire to catch them. And then the train ride to Rhyme City kind of gives the okay. So those things about Pokemon exist, but we're going to a place where that's not how it works. Everyone works together, we live side by side. And I felt like it was explained quickly, concise, like as a as a way to pass time from we're going from this setting to this setting, you know. Like, I feel like it was a good transition, transitional storytelling to kind of set up the basic plot of the film outside of the dad dying, mm-hmm. where it was he's on the train going to Rhyme City. The intro video is explaining why Rhyme City is different than the rest of the world because they're all work together. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like that's important for people who aren't super invested in Pokemon to get some sort of understanding of why this place that we're going to have this movie in is going to be so vastly different from what your very basic knowledge of Pokemon might be. Because the other thing about, like, well, we'll we'll get to that later. Basically, it goes there, whatever, meets Pikachu, they work together, they're trying to crack the case, they're talking to people, trying to figure out how to get to the bottom of it. We think that well, Lucy gets introduced with her Psyduck. Uh, 
you know, we we get to the point of the film where we think Mewtwo is the antagonist, find out Mewtwo's actually good, but being controlled by the bad people, which I feel like is par for the course for Mewtwo. I feel like that's like in Mewtwo lore. Yes, well, I mean, the first movie, I think he was just the bad guy. But it was because he had that armor on. Didn't that armor, didn't that allow Giovanni to control him? Yeah, but then he broke out and he was like, fuck you guys, right? Well, yeah, because he, well, he thinks humanity's bad. Yeah. When they reference that in the movie. They also, like, lightly reference that Mewtwo, like, they reference that yeah. as being a thing. And I think that's when they bring up Kanto. I think they, like, say, oh, you know, Mewtwo's been... He escaped from Kanto 20 years ago. Yeah, something no. like that. Which is, Pokemon's, like, 20 years old. Yeah, I mean, a little bit more than that. It came out in, like, 90s. The game came out in, like, 96. I think the movie... I think the first, Pokemon movie, the first movie is, is like 20 years, years old. Ago. So yeah. that, that would mean, like, that would be, like, directly referencing that, which is kind of cool. I like that. Little, like, bonus little, you know, stupid... That's an Easter egg, I guess, right? Something like that. Yeah, Navi just took a huge fucking shit. Um, spoilers, it's going to smell in here, Mike. Oh, boy. So... We find out Mewtwo's a good guy at some point later in the film. Um, we think Detective we think Detective Pichu might end up being the bad guy. There's a lot of like little twists in between that like aren't super like whoa like blow my mind. But I think for a younger audience, it would be very like captivating. They'd, they'd be like, "What? Pikachu's, Pikachu's the bad guy? Um, Mewtwo's the good guy? I I wasn't expecting the twist of the father and son uh, the the I don't remember what the oh, corporation people are. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have it written down. Howard, Howard and, and Roger. Clifford? Yeah, Howard, Howard and Roger Clifford. Okay. Yeah. Where Howard's like, I'm an old man, mm-hmm. and I'm fucking my son's the bad guy. Oh, actually, it's backwards. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it'd be backwards, but I mean, the old man's like, well, he's clearly the bad guy. Whenever, whenever an old man shows up at the beginning talking in a video about something I was like oh, I don't trust this man yeah I mean I don't really trust old white men that much either um so that's I mean that's pretty much like the basic super basic I mean if you're listening to this and have seen the movie you don't need me to go in detail on the, the plot of the film if you're listening to this and don't have an interest I hope that plot made sense to you it's I mean it's not like a I, I wouldn't say it's like a Benevolent plot, like it's just like a you know, it's a plot. I don't think it does anything too crazy. Benevolent is definitely not the word I used to describe anything we were talking about. <laughs> Doesn't benevolent just mean like extravagant? No, I think it just means like not good as in like well, but good as in like a good thing, like nice, well-meaning and kindly. All right, Mike, you are correct. What am I thinking of? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. This is like the word extravagant. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I don't know. Listen, I'm not an English major, but I'm an English major. So where were we? I mean, that that pretty much sums up the plot. Uh, I mean, unless you wanted to talk about the bad guy's motives at all, but I suppose that's not really irrelevant. I guess it is. That that was one of the things that I thought was a little bit weaker for the for the plot overall for me. I mean, again, not I'm not seeing this for the plot. I don't really know what it's really. I don't know. I feel like it's really hard to go into this with specific expectations. 
if that makes sense. Uh, I suppose. As far as like what what you would expect this movie to be, being a Pokemon fan, because I'm hoping it's. I'm not expecting like a super deep plot. I would like it to be like a good, enjoyable, well written movie, but I'm not going into it like it's gonna be very deep. I thought it would. I thought it had some good notes of of charm. I thought it had good notes of you know being heartfelt. Yeah, I suppose. No. I said I suppose. What what more do you want from me? I don't know. How how do you feel now after seeing the film? Like how does this resonate with you? It's alright. I I wish it came out twenty years ago. Yeah, I mean, but obviously we're not getting this twenty years ago. No, we're not. I mean we're not even getting a good a good superhero movie twenty years ago. No, we would. 20 years ago? 99, yeah. We were getting the first X-Men. Well, the first X-Men was 2000 or 2001. Uh, Blade would have come out around that time. Um, Yeah, but with this mentality, I liked Pokemon, the first movie, when it came out. I thought Mm -hmm. it was a great movie. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so, I mean, why would you say you wish we got this 20 years ago? Because then it would have hit me at peak, like, oh my god, Pokemon. Oh, you mean... As a child, you yeah. wish it was there. Okay. Because uh, I'm saying, like, yeah, X-Men was great for its time, but, like, if X-Men, if that X-Men movie came out now, I'd be like, oh, no, I'm good. Too much leather. A lot of leather. A lot of leather. Oh, I think Hugh Jackman was actually one of the other ones that was... Tapped for being Pikachu? Yes. Um, Hope he kept his Australian accent for it. I mean, why not? doesn't matter. Great. Apparently, again, because I did a lot of reading and, and digging for this film and I really don't like I don't know if I never knew this before but apparently back when they were making like Pokemon initially back in the 90s mm. there was apparently they were, were toying with the idea of giving them the ability to talk huh. but uh, some of the creators were like no we don't like how this is turning up so no they, they just say their name what a world imagine imagine if that's like did Digimon talk yeah all of them they always talked um yeah I would say like 99% of the time and if if they didn't talk they like growled and be like animal noises none of them just said their name so I wonder like if Pokemon came out first because it, it did mm-hmm the the animated series yes uh the game maybe too but i think it was like a really close one was digimon a game first too i think so i'm pretty sure pokemon predates like yeah. all of the i would i would argue copycat type probably properties it, let's say yes i think it does i'm pretty sure it does yeah, I, I don't remember like i know it's something i looked up in the past and you're pro- you might be right it's just that i feel like it, the the dates were closer than I would have initially known, given the fact that Pokemon the anime came out in America in like '97, whereas Digimon came out in like '99. Yeah, but Pokemon. I know we're talking about the game. Was well, well, years like we didn't get Pokemon here. I don't think until '96, but I think it came out '94 in Japan. Japan. Yeah, this I think the same thing with Digimon, but it might be like '95, '96 in Japan, something like that. So I'm. You might be right. I'm just I just know that I found out the dates were a lot earlier than I initially knew. 
we'll, we'll find out right now. There's only one way to find out, Mike. Digimon release date. This says March 7, 1999. I don't know what that's for. First episode of that. So the first episode of Digimon Adventure, was that the first anime? Yeah. Game. Digimon first game, 98. So 98, 99. Yeah, so. Like, Pokemon's the OG. Um, I forgot why we got on that topic. Yeah, I don't know. Talking about talking Digimon, they're talking Pokemon. Oh, yeah, so I wonder if if that's how it was going to be. I wonder if Pokemon talked, if Digimon would have still talked, or it would have been different. Because I would have to imagine that the talking thing was probably like a, we're going to differentiate this, like, give all of these characters, like, personalities. I mean, maybe, but then again, just as a narrative, they were wildly different stores anyway. Like, Digimon talking was like a necessity because it, the whole series about the kids traveling to a different world where they just save the world because like there were evil Digimon and this that whereas Pokemon was just like glorified dog fighting so whoa 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 Mike I'm sorry that you don't want to be the best like no one ever was okay like I'm sorry that that's not how you want to live your life you want to like digivolve into champions digivolve into the ultimate yeah. I don't, Mike, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I know. I don't know anything about that, Mike. But are they your best friends? Because Pokemon are my best friend. Uh, no. They changed it to digital champions. All right, cool. So to I get a digital world. That's, so I, okay. that's what I want to do. Okay, cool. Well, I have best friends that like to say their name a lot. Some best friend. Hey, I love this Butterfree. Well, time to let it go. Oh, I love this Charizard. Well, time to let it go. Hey, well, I love so, all these Pokemon. Like your I'm just going to send them over here. Because Mr. Mime, let me go leave it with my mom, unattended. He was helping around the house. That's what they call it. Are you trying to say you think Mr. Mime was, you know? I say that he was being used because he is just a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, my God. Brandon, this isn't like a... You, I'm not having like a hot take here. You can just check the internet. What is the internet, anyway? Um, but back to the film. Back to the film that we were talking about, which mm-hmm. was Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Outside of the plot, I think that Ryan Reynolds by far like stole the show. I mean, he's also Pikachu, so I imagined him to be a like focal point of the film. Yeah. But I felt like he fucking killed it. We just like Ryan Reynolds. I mean, I do like Ryan Reynolds. When Ryan Reynolds gets to run around doing his slight take on Van Wilder, like, I enjoy it. So. Okay. Like, that's that's all he had to do. They said, hey, uh, Ryan, just show up. Use your classic, like, charm, and we'll, we'll put a cute fucking yellow mouse around that. Okay. No, he did the mocap for it. I'm assuming just for, like, the facial animations, yeah. I don't think he was rolling around in a ball. Yeah, probably not. But, I mean, I don't know, Mike. His jokes were good. And I feel like there was a lot of jokes that, again, I'm, like, surprised that... Because I'm, I'm sure that for many things in this film, Nintendo was, like, very yes-no, yes-no about stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm almost pretty sure I read an article the other day that said uh, they almost cut the Mr. Mime scene altogether because yeah. they didn't like certain parts of it. Makes sense. Um, 
but, I, but he definitely delivers. Justice Smith, I yeah, I think he did a good job too. That's yeah. the the lead yeah. actor that plays Tim, mm-hmm. um, and then the the lead female is Catherine Newton. Mm-hmm. I think she also did a great job. Like I think the three of them did very well in the in the film. But Ryan Reynolds, when, when he speaks, Mike, when he when he's being that little Pikachu, you can feel it in your jellies. You can definitely feel it in your jellies. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I I was not familiar with Justin Justice Smith or Catherine uh, Newton prior to this film. I'm really, I mean, I don't know if you know them from anything else. I don't know them from anything. This might be one or both of their first big roles. So I don't know for certain. Justice was in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I don't know. I've never seen that film, so I don't know if Franklin Webb is a main character or not. But I he's didn't watch it. That's the sequel to Jurassic World, so I don't know, maybe. I mean, he has some stuff here. She actually has been in a lot of stuff that, um, again, I don't know who she played in these films, but like she was in Three Billboards, which was an Oscar-nominated movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Bird. I don't know if she's the main. She must be the main character in Lady Bird. Maybe. I don't know. So I mean, she's she's been in some stuff too. So they definitely have some like you know, chops. Like they definitely have some roles outside of. You know, this isn't like they're... They have some roles, but apparently neither of us can verify whether or not they were, like, the leads. Yeah, like I mean, that's that. That's a lot of a lot of work, Mike. Here, she plays Darlene Bell. That's a lot of work right now. We really want to pull this off right no, now. No, I didn't say research it now. If you didn't do it before, you're definitely not going to do it now. Uh, You'd have to read the plot to figure out who this yeah, person was. Probably. Well, is she a main cast or supporting cast? She's supporting cast, so she's not even, you know. But she was in that film. I think it was Oscar nominated too. Leader. Yeah, I remember them both being talked about. Um. But I, I think this is like a good balance of they have someone like Ryan Reynolds, and then they have you know these two younger, newer actors that don't have a lot of big roles that everyone's gonna know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could potentially be a big breakout role for them. I think it will. I think it will put their names a little bit more household, hopefully. Obviously, if, if the movie doesn't do well, it won't. But I think this movie is going to, is gonna over its lifetime in the theater, do very well. I don't think it's going to have a fucking monster like week one, week two. I just mm-hmm. think it's going to sustain itself well and do well over time. Yeah, one can hope. So, I mean, since we're talking about its sales and stuff. Well, actually, no. I mean, I said Ryan Reynolds was, you know, probably one of my better parts of the film. Do you have a favorite scene or moment or or part of the film that was, you know, your favorite part of the film? or Favorite part of the film? Or mo- scene, moment, you know, s- snippets of dialogue, yeah. anything like that. The... Part where uh, no uh, pass. No, you have no. Nothing was like striking to you. It was just like a whatever movie for you. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was the part where um. Hmm. I mean, our theater was not even full, and there were multiple times where like the theater erupted in laughter. Yeah, that was actually really questionable to me, to be honest. What do you mean? 
No, I, I swear to God, the, the people somewhere directly in front of, not directly in front of us, but like in front of us to like the left were potentially high. I like, I, I couldn't figure that one out. Remember that time where, um, we started playing, uh, Cuphead for the first time and there was that fish that was fishing Yeah. and then Joe laughed at it for like two days straight. Yeah. Because it was a fish that was fishing, fishing for yeah. fish. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's what those guys were laughing like. Like they were. But I mean, a fish and, fishing and like, is also just a good joke. And like it was like after the scene had died down, like they they were still laughing. Yeah, there were definitely laughing. a couple times that that was happening. They were still laughing, or they were like laughing at themselves, laughing. Like I get it. It was funny when you find out that girl was a ditto, and like she takes off the glasses and then she had like the ditto eyes. Yeah. Which was you know good, and they fucking lost it. They did lose it. But the ditto kept changing into other things that were funny. Yeah. But, uh, like, no, it was, like, legit. I, yeah. Once she shows up, and then we're like... Or actually, it wasn't even once she showed up. It was... Um, I forget how that scene actually played out, because... The, the, guy, the sun the falls sun out of the closet. Falls, he said, watch out for the... And he, like, turns around, like, he gets hit by it. But I don't remember if he transformed into a ditto and then transformed back into the girl, or how it... Really so happened. the but sun falls out of the closet. Yes. Ditto walks in as the sun. sun yes, I remember. Then that. changes the ditto. Then goes to the girl. Okay. Because I knew that the the reveal that she took off the glasses it like happened after we knew it was a ditto. Because I remember my mind thinking to myself like yeah, because the guy the sun also had glasses on. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Like I I knew that scene. I knew how that scene happened. I just couldn't remember if we knew like how exactly it happened because i knew before she took the glasses off like does that mean she has the ditto eyes and then when she took off the glasses yeah ditto eyes so when they first show us that character i think that she's only in one scene prior to that she's getting in the elevator they're getting off the elevator Mm -hmm. i'm like she's clearly a bad person like when is she gonna show up and do something bad and then in terms of he did it i don't know it's so funny to me do you think that the like the drug, I mean, what are we calling this? Gas? Yeah, what was it called? Like something R. Well, it was just called R. Oh. But I don't know if it was like, I don't think they called it a drug. I think they just kept calling it a gas. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it was it was basically like a Pokemon drug. Mm-hmm. It wasn't rare candy, let me tell you that. It was like fucking. Um, you can quit with the Pokemon drugs. Okay, fair enough. Um, do you think that is like just a. Like what we'll call it R for Team Rocket or you think it's like we're gonna find out in a future movie that this came from Team Rocket well we saw where it came from did they develop it in that lab they developed it in the lab like that when they were showing like the... but do you think we'll find out that the people working in the lab or some of them were like Team Rocket or they go on do you think to become Team Rocket or something Team Rocket must have, no Team Rocket must already exist because they mm-hmm. reference Mewtwo's past yeah and they we know that those people were under the employment of like that old man. Yeah, but it could they could still be like they team could Rocket. be. So yes, in the sense that we don't have any information, it could go either way. Well, so well, here's the thing. So there's already been some light mentions of they would love to turn this into a Pokemon cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily all about Detective Pikachu, but they clearly reference Kanto and other things happening. Yeah. So they definitely are so trying to make 
movies based off the game. So we're going to get uh, Mystery Dungeon. Well, no, we're going to get Pokemon Snap. Well, they we're are the Coliseum. One of the rumors is that they're going to the next one of the next films is going to end up being a movie about the events kind of of Red and Blue. So like you know Ash's Journey, mm-hmm. which would end up being a prequel to this movie. Uh, there's going to be a Pokemon Go movie. Uh, no, I don't think Poke- they're going to do Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Those are red and blue. Yeah, but not with Eevee. They're, I mean, they're just re- reimaginings of red and blue. Get out of here, you. Are you recording? Yes, we're recording right now. Uh-oh. Okay, good talk. <laughs> um, so yeah, they've, they've, they're already working on a sequel to this film, but they've also said, like, we would, they would, I mean, clearly they would obviously like to to make a Pokemon Cinematic Universe because it would, A, be very lucrative for them if it panned out, mm-hmm. and it would allow them to explore other parts of, like, Pokemon lore, which would be really cool. No. No? You wouldn't be down for that? What part of yeah made you think no? I mean, the part where you went, Meh. like that part. It's, yeah, it's but, not like a... It's static for Mike. Yeah. That's that's high praise. Don't 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 feed into him. Don't let him be this way. Sometimes you gotta show some sort of emotion. We're in the look middle at, of recording right now. Look Jen's at this fat cat. Here with Navi. Look Navi's at this. my Pikachu. I love Navi so much. You know what I did enjoy? I did enjoy picking out because so basically the movie takes place in Rhyme City. Don't let her sit on a laptop, please. <laughs> She's gonna somehow delete the recording. Uh, Fat ass. Okay. Um, what I did enjoy doing throughout the film was because the movie takes place in Rhyme City. You know, one of the fundamental ways that Rhyme City functions is that it's people living in conjunction with Pokemon, so they're not trying to catch them and train them and fight mm-hmm. them, even though there is underground fighting. Underground fighting, and they kept mentioning Pokemon partners as if, like, despite the fact that they don't do that, they're like. I guess everyone's required to have, like, at least one Pokemon pal to just fucking tag along with. I think that's the point of that city. It's just, like, you you live and work with Pokemon. You live and work with Pokemon, but it sounds like, specifically, like people are paired up with Pokemon. As opposed to, like, oh, yeah, the Pokemon live their lives and we live our lives and we're just kind of well, in the same well, city. Well, it made it sound... Well, I think part of that is established by, like, the guy whose vision this was for the city mm-hmm. is, like... In a wheelchair, so he needs people to help him, a Pokemon to help him. Yeah, but does he then impose that sort of thing onto everybody? Like he needs the Pokemon, I guess. Yeah, that. but that I think was it not made clear? I mean, maybe I'm just making this part up. I don't think I am. Didn't they? Didn't he say he created Rhyme City to yeah. be that type of city though, where you live and like? I don't think you have to have a partner Pokemon, but it's definitely heavily implied when she when he when Tim meets Lucy for the first time and he says Yeah. And she's like, You don't have a partner Pokemon or whatever. Like yeah, she, she clearly judges him for not having a partner. Exactly. My point is is like it is shown everywhere else, or at least with that interaction with her and like some of the other characters, like really the only I can think of offhand is uh the police lieutenant and I guess Tim's dad, that people have Pokemon partners, but my understanding of the city itself, as described by the Bill Nye's character, is that 
it's just like a city where people aren't trying to capture Pokemon. It's just like Pokemon just happen to also work there. Yeah, I, I mean that's that is and the it, other it part. It works. Of it. it like if it's the case that it's sort of like mandated or not mandated. I, don't, I definitely don't think it's mandated because there's also Pokemon that's doing their own thing doing their too. Own thing. Yeah, but I mean, given the actual plot of the film, or rather, the big reveal, it makes sense if the guy's like, yeah, everyone have a partner Pokemon, so one day I can put your mind to their body. Just just makes things easier for me that way. I mean, I, I still don't think it was a mandated thing. I think it might just be like a, culturally in that city, they're trying to push... I mean, again, if that's his, like, plan is like everyone needs to have a partner so mm-hmm. I can turn him into fucking Pokemon then yeah they he probably instills like a cultural influence in that city of like you're a weirdo if you don't have a partner you know what I mean yeah but anyways I don't know why we got off on that tangent mm-hmm. but I enjoyed the whole time in the film like seeing what Pokemon were like doing what jobs yeah. and I was like fucking Growlithe you would be a fucking police dog like get out of here I mean... But so was Charmander, and then it made me mad. What do you mean? Of course Ralph is a police dog. Wasn't he, like, part of the police even in the anime? Yeah, but in the anime, the police are nice. When you're in fucking Ryan City and shit's going down, like, who knows what those policemen are doing? I don't understand what you're implying, because the police were good in Pokemon the show, and the police appeared to be good in this I know, too. Mike. I'm just... I'm, what, what, what are you... What I'm making you... a dumb joke. It's just a joke, Mike. I love police officers. I have plenty of friends that are yeah, police officers. I love everyone. Wow. I like you, you back. Sound, you sound like Trump. I I got plenty of friends whoa, that are police whoa, officers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. I love no, the police. Don't make I love that, the police. Don't make community. that comparison. Stop that. I right love now. the police. Community. Stop. Why are we doing this? We're not doing that. I just whatever. I was making a dumb joke. Clearly, that didn't land. So we don't need to expound on it. Um, but I did enjoy doing that. Like seeing what Pokemon were like doing what jobs. It was just fun to me. I'm like. I think they did it a really good job of, like, if, if this movie, besides the humor, which I thought was really well done, if this movie did anything else that I really enjoyed, it was that it really brought to life what I think it would be like if there was a setting, a real-world setting, where Pokemon existed and humans had to live in conjunction with them. And I loved that. And so much so that I hope this movie does well, not necessarily for a Detective Pikachu sequel, but I want to see more movies in this type of, like, just world. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that the... How they... How they designed all these Pokemon to look more like they existed in a real-world setting. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like the design choices they made because they're clearly not just, like, cartoons. They're, they tried to make them look like they would exist, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that that real-world feel, I feel like they accomplished it, and I would love to see more films with this type of stylization. Some sick styles. I don't know if you feel the same way or... Now listen, they made more movies, you know, maybe I'll give them my cash. Maybe. Were there any scenes of the film that you did not like? Or things that you were like, meh, whatever? Um, I'm still wrapping my head around 
Lucy's introduction. I thought that was weird, but I mean, I guess it works for what is basically a children's movie. What What about it? when she like sees him at the apartment? Yeah. I, what didn't you like about it? Her her little monologue when she's like walking down the stairs, telling her who he, telling him who she was. I forget. I mean, I don't remember any of the lines. I'm just saying, like, it was just a very awkward. Um, it was awkward dialogue. Mm. I don't mean I don't remember the dialogue, but I don't remember being like turned off by it. I mean, she's at that moment we don't know, but after watching the film, we know that she's wants to be a reporter. Yeah. She's not a reporter. Mm-hmm. She's an intern, so like she was trying to be like a reporter, yeah. but clearly was like not well versed. Like she clearly wasn't a good at that part of being a reporter yet mm-hmm. um she clearly has a fucking nose for snooping like she's like good at finding those digs those uh not digs uh scoops scoops why did i say digs i guess scoops and digs are kind of similar but i don't know why i said digs you might actually be mentally handicapped <laughs> anyways i wasn't turned off by that but any other scenes or moments or or things about the film um okay. I, I have two in particular so if you want to mull some stuff over. Yeah, you can start talking. I mean, for the for me, one of the scenes that just... When they were in the Torterra Garden, mm-hmm. I was just... I was over that. I don't know. I didn't need that part. It was kind of just whatever. The whole part where, like, yeah, there... I, it's, it just... It was, a, it was a lot. It just didn't need to be that long, I think. It was a lot, and it was just weird from, like like a few different points like okay so um evil old man in wheelchair mm-hmm. trying to capture the Mewtwo he knows the boy will lead him to Mewtwo so like I guess he sends he like has ditto you know release the fucking evil Pokemon to fuck with him it, which includes the super giant um Torterra Torterra Pokemon who all they actually do is, I guess, stand up and then sit back down again, which causes a lot of destruction that could have potentially killed his one lead towards uh, Mewtwo. But I guess maybe he's not a great plan. He, he is stuck in a wheelchair. Well, I don't, I don't think that his plan was to make him go into the, that part. I think his plan was, hey, like dope Greninjas, just grab grab these kids real quick. Like let's just let's just scoop them up real quick. It shouldn't be hard. You're yeah. like, they have, didn't they have like extra attack or something? They, they had like, they were like more powerful Greninjas. Yeah, or something. And they're basically ninjas. Like, a, you know what I mean? Like, mm. just scoop them up. Just bring them on over. But like, what, what were the giant, whatever they were called? The, when they looked at like the whatever mm. that was like telling them what tests were being yeah. run, it was just like a, I know, like I know. Make them bigger. I know. I, I get that. But I mean like, what did they do? They they got up, which again, that's what like it was a that whole action sequence was them like jump around on yes, trees and it was so down. I was so they got I up, needed to stop. It was they so boring. Looked at the eye and like, oh my god, this is a giant thing. Yeah. And then you know a rock falls on Pikachu and he's hurt and like that was sad. And then they all sit back down again, like that was it. They got up. I did nothing. My, my assumption is that nothing ever really goes into that place it's just kind of like a hey we're going to monitor how this test is affecting these things size and my assumption is that the torteros are probably just like 
why is this guy running around? Like, I just want to go back to sleep. You know what I mean? Just, I'm all bothered. Okay. I'm going back to sleep. I don't know. Maybe there's more character lore behind, like, Torterra's Pokedex entry that's like, Torterra's love to sleep. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe. I, it was just a weird scene. It didn't need to... It did. It just... If it was shorter, it wouldn't have bothered me as much, I think. Mm-hmm. It was just like, eh, I don't... I mean, I don't, it was their big this. action set piece, which is... But it was essentially... Was it? I would say... I'd I say the say movie. I a fight with... There was three... Pikachu Charizard. Pikachu Charizard. Mewtwo at the end. Mewtwo at the end. And, and then, then that this, was... That this was one like, didn't need to That was their thing. It just didn't need to... It, it was too long. It didn't need to be so drawn out. Anyways, kids will love it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess they had to... It just, it just could have been shorter. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that kind of was probably the only thing, and probably more, definitely more than the Torterra thing, was just uh, when old man, old wheelchair man, Howard, Howard. Yeah, one. It's Howard. Roger's the son. Um, when he takes control of Mewtwo, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with this. But when Mewtwo starts using his mouth, I'm like, no, I don't know. It it. It wasn't that it looked bad. Like, it wasn't, like, bad animation or anything. It was just, like, just make him talk with, like, tele- telepathic psychic powers. Like, I don't want to see... I don't know. It was just... But I guess I guess it has to be there since the plot of the film is becoming the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So I guess in that regard, you would use their mouth. I guess. But also Mewtwo is, like, super psychic one of the most powerful Pokemon you can just talk to people with his fucking brainwaves mm-hmm. he didn't know how to do that yet Mewtwo knew how to do it yeah but he didn't he, he just took it's like when you get a new car and you didn't find out until way later it's like oh my seats have massage and I can press this button do they make cars that have massage chairs you know I'm still not clear if my old car actually had that I remember Dom being under the impression that it did do it I mean I know cars can have heaters mm-hmm. I don't know about massage chairs I think there's just something shaking in your car no I never got it to work if it did exist I'm just saying there, there appeared to be a button that might have done that I mean maybe it wouldn't it, might, it wouldn't it, surprise me it might me. be the case that it my car did have it's just that it wasn't in the driver's seat so I never actually knew yeah was there anything else that stuck out to you in a good or bad way? Or, yeah, yeah either way, it, good um, or bad way. Um, I feel, uh, let's see. Well, like I said, it wasn't, I think I said that earlier, like it, if you have any notions about how the plot plays out, you're probably right because it didn't, didn't, any surprises which isn't good or bad it's just is yeah. what it is you're making a lot of noise can you come shut the door please it's okay <laughs> um yeah that was it okay well, you're, you're not mad i'm just I'm, he's very I'm mad. thinking of the listeners he's cross oh but if yeah, i guess Navi's gonna poop on the floor then anyways um making a lot of demands here so before we wrap things up on this film, um, they clearly so the director. One of the things that he wanted to do was not make this film a movie about Ash Ketchum. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things he didn't want to do. Right. 
But it also sounds like they decided that they were doing Detective Pikachu before he was signed on. So, I mean, it, it's good he didn't want to do it, but I think that decision was made before he was tapped to direct. He, he also wrote the screenplay. So Yeah, so they said, we're doing a Detective Pikachu movie. That's what we want to do. Write the screenplay for it. Okay. I think the decision was made. I think I read that literally today. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm also not going to look it up right now. But I believe the decision was made before he was brought in. Okay. Go on. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that makes this next point irrelevant. So no, go mind. ahead. Make the point. There's no point to make. If that's what you're saying is, is like, de facto truth, mm-hmm. then... But there's no point in elaborating on what I was gonna say, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. No, all right, whatever. Who made the decision to? I think legendary or whoever. Why would legendary make the decision? Legendary, maybe Nintendo or. I mean, I would assume it would be Nintendo to make the decision. Yeah. Basically, the thing that I read said that he brought the script to Nin- to Nintendo. Oh. Or okay. to Legendary, or somebody. Mm-hmm. He brought the script to them saying, like, hey, this is the movie I want to make. I don't I don't want to do a movie about Ash Ketchum. Oh, okay. Because we've done that many times, and everything's about Ash Ketchum. Fucking Ash. Um, so one of us read something incorrectly. All right. Well, I guess you can keep talking. I'll just look for whatever it is I saw before. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm reading off of what I read an article quoting the director. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also could be wrong. I'm not going to, like, sit here and say one of us is right or wrong. How does this keep happening? What? Hundreds of children terrify when movie theater plays uh, La Llorena. I can't rep- I can't pronounce Spanish anymore. Instead of Detective Pikachu, I feel like that happens far too often. Where like kids they kids are filed in to watch a children's movie and then they accidentally play a horror film. This has happened more that than once. That keeps happening. This is not the first time I've heard a story like this. What is it happening in the U.S.? Yes, I'm, I mean what the I'll fuck? I'll look up. I'm sure if I open up that article, I can see uh, references to what had happened in the past. That's very odd. Um, so, what I was getting at is that they there was a, it, somebody mm-hmm. wanted to make a movie that was not about Ash, regardless of who it was. Um, the story they chose to t- chose to tell was an adaptation of a game that didn't sell that well so if you look at the sales of detective pikachu for the 3ds it was just shy of half a million which is not a lot of copies i mean it's okay for another game but when you look at a franchise like pokemon the lowest the lowest in the mainline series is 6.2 million and it's like Pokemon Crystal, and then the you know the higher end ones, the higher achievers are, you know, over thirty million, and I believe those are Pokemon Red and Blue, but like this is a a franchise that sells millions of copies. I guess I didn't look at what some of the other spinoffs did, so maybe maybe it's more in line with the other spinoffs with like you know Pokemon Snap or or Mystery Stadium Dungeon. or something like that or Mystery Dungeon. Um, was there but, one about Rangers? What was that one called? Pokemon Ranger. <laughs> Okay. I think it was just called Pokemon Ranger. Well, then they should make a movie of that one. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that. There was also a game called Pokemon Conquest, which I think was like a strategy, like like a like Fire Emblem-esque strategy RPG. Maybe not. I don't know. That, that game doesn't exist. I just don't know what, what it entails. Uh, but they chose to make a movie 
off of something that has a very small base of people that know it, know the source material as far as Detective Pikachu. Obviously, millions upon millions of people know about Pokemon itself. Um, so I feel like that's like a double-edged sword because there's potentially millions of people that like Pokemon but don't know this story. Even though, again, it's it's an adaptation, not a you know carbon copy of it. So I feel like it's a dice roll, but I feel like it's going to roll in their favor simply because, again, it's a beloved franchise around the world and what they're basing the movie off of isn't something that those millions of people know. So I feel like it was a... It, it, hopefully will end up being a smart decision for them and then if they want to revisit things like red and you know ashes origins or stuff like that if they want to go that route they can always go that way especially since they've established kind of this world as like existing amongst kanto and other things like it exists in that mm. that world um kind of going over the the nitty-gritty of the film itself it's budgeted at about or it's budgeted one hundred fifty million, which is in line with like Captain Marvel was around there, and I think um, Aquaman was also around there as well, um, around that hundred fifty million mark. So it can definitely, I think, beat that number. I think it this will be a movie that makes money. I don't think this is going to not make money. Um, it's I feel like it's going to have a strong opening weekend. So for for video game movies it has the best Thursday opening at 5.7 million which is not a lot but what are other video game movies that opened up on a Thursday probably none or I'm assuming some maybe Tomb Raider okay more recent ones probably um, when I was actually looking at the sales figures I think they referenced Tomb Raider because that must be the last video game movie that came out yeah or probably. Rampage oh yeah I guess Rampage does count um well, it, it beat both of those. Um, so it's already opening up decent. There, The estimates that I was able to find, some on the higher end are projecting it to do $80 million through the weekend. Pretty good. Um, and then the lowest, the lower end was around $50 million, which would still be really good opening weekends for this movie, I would, I would say, especially when you still have Avengers in the theaters doing very well globally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that this... This uh, will have a really strong weekend, and it's. I, I guess I don't know. Is Mother's Day a big movie weekend? I don't think so. I don't think people are like, "Hey, mom, let's go to the movies." And if they well, are I mean, if you that... if it's young kids and like you know, mom or grandma wants to like spend time with the kids, like that's a way to do it that's a way to do it but as far as i know mother's day is typically people doing things for the mother not i want to hang out with my kids yeah i don't know mike i don't know how things work so i maybe i don't know maybe it's a weird weekend to open the movie on then so maybe we'll have a better second weekend Uh, do do movies typically have us typically have a better second weekend i think rarely or never at all interesting um, I, I hope, again, I hope it does well. I want them to make more movies in this universe, whatever the story they decide to tell. I just hope they continue to make, you know, visually appealing movies like this. And uh, I was actually curious 
to kind of as a point of comparison to look at the animated feature films what those did for numbers mm-hmm. and they didn't do that well but I, maybe they're not adjusted for inflation but it's so Pokemon the movie 2000 did worldwide in its lifetime gross in the theater 133 million that was not a lot of money it's not and you're right I don't think it's adjusted for inflation but I think that's still pretty good considering it's like a children's movie to be fair I guess it also I don't think it was wide released or I don't know a little less than 3,000 theaters again it came out there we go I knew I read it somewhere 20 years ago it's Kotaku Read just read the part that you want. The decision not to make a cinematic version of an iconic game like Red or Blue or adapt the anime was made by Legendary Pictures and the Pokemon Company before Letterman was hired to direct. I'm almost positive that I read an excerpt that said he maybe they maybe I misread it and it didn't say him. It said someone from Legendary. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I mean, it could be that they said we're doing this. So then he wrote the script, and then he showed us, like, hey, if I have to do this, how's this for a fucking screenplay? And they said, hey, good work, champ. Wait, does it say they made the decision to do Detective Pikachu or not do Red and Blue? Uh, They said not to do Red and Blue. Oh, so they didn't say they made the decision to do Detective Pikachu? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so then both of our stories make sense. Okay. Because he would have written the screenplay and brought it to them saying, hey, this is what I want to do. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, all right. So we're both not wrong. Yeah. This is a great, great fucking day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it did make money though, because it was uh, Pokemon the movie two thousand was budgeted at thirty million. Yeah, I mean, so it did it. It made money, but but yeah, I guess animated films. So the when I looked at all time animated films, gross. There's only one on the list that is an actual animated film and not a CGI film. Um, they're, they're pretty much all Disney Pixar films mm-hmm. and they're all CGI like you know whatever that style of animation yeah. uh, except for The Lion King I think it was like number three or four and I believe it was the only one in the top ten that was like a hand drawn animated um, to wrap it up here would you recommend this movie to people? Or would you recommend it only to Pokemon people? Or would you not recommend it at all? Or um, I'd recommend it to somebody. I just don't know who yet. I My opinion would be if you like Pokemon, it's, it's I think you'll children. like it. It's a fine kids movie. It's a great kids movie, I think. I think kids will love this movie. I think if you like Pokemon, you will like this movie. I think if you're not a Pokemon fan, then I think it's questionable. Though, again, I think I I really think that like Ryan Reynolds delivers a really enjoyable performance. So maybe if you just like nerdy stuff but don't like Pokemon, you might still find some value. Hey, listen, here. if you like Ryan Reynolds, then yeah, <laughs> he's in this movie. He is in this movie. Um, Granted, uh, I mean. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, then A, you have bad taste, and B, you already watched the movie. I, I don't know. I think you'll be surprised. I think people will listen to this episode without seeing the movie. Yeah, 
because again i don't think people are too worried about like plot spoilers and we didn't really like ruin jokes i feel like if anything us like rehashing like ryan reynolds jokes would be the spoiler spoilers Hmm. maybe not maybe i don't know i like to laugh so like I'd want to enjoy the joke if it was me. And my delivery is definitely not good, so. No, it's terrible. Yeah, you know, can't win them all. You can't win any. I know, I know, Mike. Way to rub it in. But that pretty much wraps things up here for episode 141 of the Past the Control podcast. But before we wrap it up, actually, Mike, what is your favorite Pokemon game? Uh, Doesn't have to be a long-winded answer. I don't know. Do you have like a favorite Pokemon game? Uh, I don't think so. I, mean, I might have enjoyed. Um, did I have? No, I had Gold. I think I might have enjoyed Gold a lot. I think Gold. It was such a grand. Well, it added so much from from Red and Blue. From Red and Blue, I was like, wow, this is crazy. I think a lot. Is that of... the one where you can like call people? Like you could like make friends with people. In it, like the NPCs, and like they would call you and be like, "Hey, you want to like fucking battle?" I think so. Yeah, I think you also could have secret hideouts, and if you no, that might have been Ruby and Sapphire. It was like it was day and night, and then like you would get notifications like, "Hey, the Suicune's like somewhere over here. Want to go look for him?" Like, ah, fuck, I guess I have to go fly over here and look for this fucking legendary dog. I think a lot of people when they at like say what their favorite Pokemon game is. I think gold and silver are set a lot. Hmm. Was Crystal the Crystal was the third one for that. Also the worst selling in the franchise. Yeah. Which is weird. But I also didn't have Crystal. I also didn't usually buy the third one. Cuz it always came out later anyway. It came out way later. The only one I remember actually buying was yellow, but that was because it was basically playing the anime. In regards to, like, you had Pikachu, and it, like, it more closely followed, like, mm. the anime story. Right. As opposed to Red and Blue story. Mm. Also, Pikachu, Pikachu fucking surf. followed you around. Yes. And I'm pretty sure he's the only Pokemon in the game that says his name. Yeah. They all, the rest of them just have, like, the, the beeps. And, and I was like thinking to myself when Bulbasaur shows up in this movie he doesn't say Bulbasaur he I makes know, it just... sound like it's like is that like their translation of what sound he made in the game that was what was going through my head but I I'd have no way to verify that I was that was also like no lie that was also going through my head and my guess is probably going to be yes or something similar because again I'm I'm almost positive that Nintendo had a very close well, or the Pokemon company which is Nintendo Game Freak and Creatures Inc., but it's under Nintendo. It's like they're the parent company. Um, had like a very close like approval process of everything mm-hmm. in here. Um, actually, I was watching an interview. Um, what's the female female lead actor actress name? Uh, uh, Catherine. Cat- or yes, Catherine Newton. Thank you. Um, she was saying that like they were on set as like a verif like there was always someone on set that was like just making sure that anything that had to do with Pokemon was like correct correctly addressed um which uh, I thought was a I remembered a thing I liked now okay the credits I did like the animation for that oh the credits were fucking awesome 
we, we need more of these movies. Diplo was in this movie. He played himself. He played himself. Was he the guy in the fighting place? I'm assuming. I imagine he was the, the DJ, DJ. Who was the guy with the Charizard? I don't know what no, Diplo looks like. I don't think so. I think he was the DJ. The guy with the Charizard was someone else that worked. Oh, okay. But completely unrelated, but kind of related. Did you see the, the the thing I think Joe sent today that was like, I thought that was Thanos DJing? Yes. Like, I watched that three times. I'm like, I'm not convinced it's not Thanos DJing. Yeah, it did. It did look a lot. It really did. Um. Anyways, that has nothing to do with anything. For me, it would probably have to be Red just because that, I mean, that's what, like, made me love Pokemon. Is it the best game in the series? No. I mean, they all get better over time. They add things that are just better quality of life-wise. Well, I mean, I don't know if uh, the cycle battles were any good. Was that what they were called? I think it was battles that either happened... There were battles that happened on bicycles, I think. I might be thinking about Yu-Gi-Oh! again. And it was also, like, the one where, like, there was three Pokemon that you had to, like, rotate. Um, I don't really remember what that one was from. The only mainline Pokemon games that I have not played are Black and White, Black and White 1 and 2, or 2. Those had number sequels, didn't they? Yes. And I didn't play Diamond and Pearl. Everything else I've played. Um, I do remember Rotate Battles. Was it just not three-on-threes? It was, like, rotated? I think it was I don't remember I remember it being like three on three but I remember it called being called rotate battles or something and I don't know maybe things rotate I don't know maybe I mean I guess I can dig out the games again I always wanted Pokemon Stadium to be better I loved the mini games in Pokemon Stadium but the battling parts of it outside of that weren't anything I mean it was cool to like have Pokemon come up on from my game in like 3D and stuff but they weren't like amazing games. I used to rent that thing from Blockbuster, so my experience with it was limited. I mean, you're you're not missing much. Again, the mini games were enjoyable, but the I mean, other than that, it wasn't there wasn't much and there. I think, I think I couldn't transfer my Pokemon because I didn't have whatever I needed to do that, so I just used like stock Pokemon. I don't remember. Yeah, you needed to have the transfer pack. Yeah, it plugged into the back of the. Didn't come with my my rental. That's a weird game. Why would they even let you rent that? It was. I'm pretty sure that the it game. It was the early 2000s. I'm, but I'm pretty sure the game, like when you bought the game, I'm pretty sure it came with that thing because you wouldn't need that for anything else. I'm pretty sure it came in the box. So it was weird that they wouldn't just rent that with it. They, got, they have a box out back somewhere. Like, what is this dumb thing? Is it a box full of them, probably? Yeah. Well, they're out of business, so who cares? Yeah, I guess you're right. For me, it would be red, just simply for the impact it has had on not just my love for Pokemon, but. I mean, gaming in general. It was really probably... It was a train in Pokemon Gold, and you could just go to the... Listen, Pokemon Silver and Gold were great. I had Gold as well. I'm just remembering things about the game. That's all. Like, I'm literally just, like, remembering, like, oh, yeah, you could fucking get in a train. Like, that was a thing. Listen, I loved loved those games. Ruby and Sapphire, I I have a good, fond memory of, too. Um... X and Y I loved, though, because that, like, that's what fucking brought me back. It's what brought me back to the fucking game. Uh, but, I mean, Red, Red for me was probably the first JRPG that I really fell in love with. Like, that definitely helped me 
develop a deeper love for turn-based RPGs. So, I mean, Red, Red is an impactful game on my life. Also, I fucking have 150 Pokemon in it, so. And I have it, too. It's uh, right up top. Tear right up the shelf. That's my, that's my original copy. Yeah. If we, if we go get my Pokemon, my Game Boy Pocket that's out in the living room and plug that in, is, unless the battery died in it and the save file erased, mm-hmm. it has all my Pokemon on it. Mm. My fucking lineup back in the day, Mike, Charizard, of course. I, did you pick Charizard? Uh, or Charmander, I, rather? I had yellow. Oh, so you get all three. Yeah. Fucking baller over here. Mike's fucking balling. Uh, but Charizard, of course. And my number two, Starmie. Starmie was my fucking, my guy. I don't know if I can pull off the rest of who I had in my lineup, but it was definitely Charizard and Starmie, for sure. But, uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps up this episode, this Pokemon-filled episode of the Pass Control Podcast. If you're a fan of the show and you want to help support us, you can do that easily by sharing the podcast on social media and leaving us a review on iTunes. Those are the freest and easiest ways to help us grow the show. If you do have a few bucks kicking around, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash passthecontroller. Or buy something from our shop at passthecontroller.threadless.com. And uh, I definitely didn't plug our sponsor for this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoops. Which we're going to right now. And that is Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. Or check them out in their new location, their flagship location, at 1 Washington... Uh, Shit. Yeah. I'm never going to remember it, Mike. One Washington Square. I knew it was square. I just wouldn't say it because I was hesitant. I didn't believe myself, Mike. You got to do what? You got to do what? You want me to say the line? I'm not going to say the line. You, you got to do what? Mm. Come on, Scoob. Welcome to Ilios. <laughs> Is that a real place? I know Is that, that why someone posted that? No. Oh, I did a little bit of Ilios. Is it Greece? Um... Probably. I don't know what that actually is. Santorini? Uh, I don't know where that is. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, it, Ilios, the map is based off of, like, this actual place. Ilios is supposed to be Greece, right? Yeah. I think okay. That. Remember when they confused yeah, Italy they and fuck, Mexico? Yeah, they fucked something up. <laughs> oh, that's great. Anyways, if you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area, head on out to Higgins Square or 1 Washington Square and check out Goodnight Fatty every weekend for delicious, tasty, scrumdiddlyumptious treats. And starting this weekend, which if you listen to this to this when it airs tomorrow on Saturday, you can still do it for the first weekend. They're going to have soft serve. So you can get your fresh cookies with fresh soft serve and have a fucking delicious little treat there for yourself. You can find them on social media at Goodnight Fatty. And when you do swing down to Goodnight Fatty, let them know past the controller sent you. Mike, where can the lovely folks of the internet find you? What the fuck are you talking about now? So where can the lovely folks of the internet find you? They can't. Oh, but you can at underscore Mycopath and bother him on Twitter. You can find me at Begroom on everything. And uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode, episode 141 of the Past Control Podcast. Yes.